I'm gonna blow the fuck out of it for a bit. Hello and welcome to Root and Bone, the podcast where we ask people that we love from UK food culture to invite us round and cook a meal that really means something to them. And while they cook it, we talk. I'm Tim Wilde and thanks for coming. This episode made me so, so happy. If you believe that food's all about love and about care and about making people feel good, then Terry Masika is 100% the woman for you. She's the brains and the taste buds behind Happy Endings, which is a high-end ice cream business. She makes ice cream sandwiches, she makes soft serve ice cream out of the best possible ingredients. And if you've had dessert at Hoppers or Yard Sale Pizza or Tonkotsu Ramen or any number of other quality London restaurants, then you've probably had Terry's ice cream. In this episode, she tells us all about the perils of being a pastry chef, why you shouldn't ever make ice cream out of pig fat, and she definitely doesn't burn the garlic, 100%. So join Terry and myself for a great big, fairly sweary bowl of Nana's pasta sauce. Are you, are you dairy, are you lactose intolerant? Fuck no. Oh my God, <laughs> fucking God. I was like, oh my God, we had such a stressful day. It was a good, it was, we're really busy at the moment, which is like ace. But it's ace, it's yeah. totally, totally is ace. It's just you? It's me and another guy who's- And you're making everything from scratch? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I worked till two in the morning last night wow. because I, I, did a stupid, I do stupid things sometimes where I say yes to stuff and then go, why the fuck did I just say yes to this? This is so dumb. Yeah. So I'm going to make a version of my nan sauce. Is this, is this but a, the Maltese style. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. Well, I think, so it, is, I think it is the Maltese style because so it's I put like, this in the fridge? Yeah, yeah. please. Um, I think it is the Maltese style because my nan used to use onions. Oh, it might not fit. Sorry. Will it fit? Maybe I'll put it on its side in here. Is that all right? Yeah. It will fit. There we go. So my nan used to use onions. Okay. In her sauce, right. oregano. I'm pretty sure she used to bash in her chicken stock here as well. Um, and then she cook it for ages, like really low, and then it would get this like oil slick on top, right. which we've now named the slick of joy, <laughs> because it means that your sauce is ready and also fucking delicious. Like mm. the more slick, the more yeah, umami. Yeah. They're not shy with the with the fat and the oil. So tell me, right, so what are we having today? This is the most important question for the podcast. What are you going to cook today? Oh, so I'm going to cook my nan sauce. So my grandmother was like, it's very like, lots of people say that about their nan, mm -hmm. my nan. She was Italian, my dad's mom. She was chubby. Mm -hmm. You could have proper cuddles with her. She'd take her teeth out and chase you around the house. Like she was really, <laughs> really fun and she was really rude. Like she would swear and she was just like a super fun person. Good cook. And a, and a really good cook. Yeah, she was a really great cook. So when you go to her house, like we would, we lived in the country um, and we would like drive down to Sydney. She lived right in the middle of Sydney, like mm. Newtown. And so you would get out of the car and you could smell her sauce cooking. And you right. knew you were just like, fucking yes. <laughs> Maybe when you were five, you weren't going fucking yes. But like, you know, the five-year-old equivalent of that. that. Mm. And so we would go there and you'd have, like if there were more family there, you'd have like schnitzel. Veal was quite a big thing in Australia. It's not so big here, but it was delicious. Mm. I don't think we had the same like issues. Oh, I love veal. Veal's yeah. really good. And so she would have veal schnitzel and then there'd be like pasta. I don't know, just loads of food. That groaning table Crusty. thing, like you know you can have as much as you want and this is going to keep 
shoveling it into you even when you're done. Why have you not finished your food? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, you're like, there's nothing but like I've had four fucking bowls of pasta now and like, you know, because it's so good. And then you would pile up. She had this like cheese grater. I don't know if I've got it actually. No, I think my sister nabbed it. One of those crank the handle things yeah. for the parmesan. Yeah. yeah. Also, what I meant to bring back from work actually is I have the cutlery that we used to use when we were kids. Just oh, this. Oh no way. That um, I remember showing. You know, um, Lisa Markwell from the Code from Code magazine. I do not know. Well, she's she's just a super nice woman, and I was showing her these cutlery. We were talking about it because it was like something that when my nan passed away, me and my sisters took cassette because it was like something that we like had because we'd sit there, we'd grate the cheese, and she would do a fucking mountain like a mountain of cheese. Romano, she'd use a Romano. Yeah. And um, so I'm making her nan sauce, but I'm doing like a Maltese version. And what makes it Maltese? So she was allergic to garlic. What? I know, imagine being Italian and being allergic to garlic. That's fucking awful. They don't take your passport away. I don't know, but she moved to Australia, so she was probably in, you know, safe, safe distance yeah. from getting in trouble. But she used to use onions, um, oregano, and a chicken stock cube. That okay. was her thing. Like a magic cube. Yeah, kind of, yeah. which I don't do that. That's just because, I don't know. I, fig I think I figured out how to make the sauce taste like hers without using the same recipe. Okay. But I've been trying to, to, to master this sauce for fucking years. But this, is, but this is the ongoing story of everybody's grandma's sauce, right, is that you can never get back to quite the way that it was, but then you'll serve it to somebody and then they'll spend their life trying to get back to your version and on and on. I tell everybody on this recipe. It's essentially one global pot of sauce. Yeah, it's a global... always bubbling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's garlic, so oil, lots of it, um, garlic, mm -hmm. and then you cook it like for like, you put the garlic in with the oil cold so you don't burn ah, it. okay. This is my... Oh, that's a good tip. This is my version, okay? Right, right, right. I could be like, sacrileging some <laughs> stuff here but anyway i'm a pastry chef so i've got that out card yeah. um, so and then you do so the garlic in the oil and then you cook it a bit and then you squeeze a whole lemon into it into the garlicky oil yeah. like at the beginning at the beginning is and that not sacrosanct so i've always watched people saying that if you put lemon juice in early then the heat sort of cooks you lose the flavor of the lemon juice because the heat kind of cooks the sugars yeah, maybe, but I don't care. Does it work? It's <laughs> totally great. You uh -huh. wait, you're going to find out. Um, <laughs> I, know, I don't know that. Maybe I am doing something wrong, um, but it, I don't really want it to taste like lemon. No. I kind of want it to give the acidity. Because yeah. you know some people put a spoonful of sugar. I don't really understand why. why into, do they put, into pasta sauce? Yeah. I'm like, don't do that. Like, I want it to be umami and acidic. I want that. Right. That's how I want it to taste because that's what is my memory, I suppose. So... Oh, oh my, I, I put a pinch of sugar in it, and this is really pathetic. I put a pinch of sugar in it because that's how Paulie teaches uh, um, Al Pacino how to make <laughs> pasta sauce in The Godfather. He says, a little sugar, a little wine. <laughs> so I always just did that. That's when I sliced the garlic like he does in Goodfellas. Right? But uh, I thought it was, I was always told that the pinch of sugar was to help like, like non-Italian tomatoes come up to kind of more oh yeah maybe because there's less sunshine makes... in the canned tomatoes and there's less sweetness and stuff but um yeah okay cool by the way can i do something? no no it's like so easy so right. basically and then i've got this fresh basil um nice. because i've got my food business i just order all my food from the tour it's great 
Yeah. It's like so great. So That looks like schmancy olive oil tea. I don't know how they bought it. She goes into like a um a Turkish supermarket and comes out with I don't know, stuff like this. I don't know, some weird canned fish. Let's have a smell. Let's see. Thank you. Oh, that does smell good, though. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so you put the garlic. How much? I know, I'm going to put a lot. Four cloves, three cloves? That sounds about right. I would, um... I'm going to go for four. You know, we've got to be healthy. A healthy dose. So, would... For, so, for those who are not familiar with happy endings, mm-hmm. poor, unfortunate souls that have not yet <laughs> tasted your uh, oh, ice cream. Nice. Uh, that kind of tell us about happy endings. What's happy endings? So happy endings is an ice cream business now. It didn't start out like that, um, but we make ice cream sandwiches and soft serve. That is like maybe really good ingredients. So it's really artisan. We make everything, every single element of the ice cream sandwiches we make from scratch. And so that's, that's all the flavorings. That's all the biscuits. Like all of that stuff you're everything, making. Everything, yeah. All right. Some people are really surprised when they come in and they see us doing that. I mean, we do run around and like make all this food and it's like a really nice product. I think it makes a difference that you make everything and you, you get to pick the ingredients that you use. So the idea of it was to make, well, when I started Happy Endings, it was dessert nights. That, okay. It was a, it's a completely different business than what it is now. Like it's had like five or six lives, I, I think. I always wanted to do this, I always wanted to have my own business and I wanted to make desserts a bit more accessible in a way and also highlight them because when you're in a restaurant, well, you know, you get to the, you've eaten a big meal and then you get to the end and people are like, oh no, I'm full actually, or no, I'm more of a savoury or like, the amount of people that you get to feed are, you know, maybe 25% if you're lucky. Really? Is that... It's pretty low. That few... It's pretty so low. That, that lower number of restaurant customers will actually bother with I, I mean, it depends on the restaurant and the quality of the dessert, I yeah. suppose. And, you know, if I'm going to, like, a fine dining restaurant, I'm going all the way. The whole hog, yeah. Yeah, fucking everything. Even go cheap. I, I mean, I don't care how full I am. I want to try everything. I'm really interested by what people Well, because I'm kind of curious about it because I don't have a hugely sweet tooth, right? And, like, at home I wouldn't do it. I'm not mm. much of a baker. I don't have any, like, pastry skills. You know, I'm not great at handling chocolate, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So I don't make a lot of dessert at home. But I'm like you. If I'm going out and it's kind of proper blowout, yeah, I want, I all want everything. All the way. So but, the salt's going in quite early into this very finely chopped Yeah, just a little bit. Garlic. And then I'm going to put, I'm going to do a combo deal. Oh, I've got Greek oregano. I'm going to use that. Yeah, there's a huge sort of scientific beaker <laughs> this is, this full is, of... This is Ellie. Full of dried herbs. So you've got oregano in there. Yeah, this is Greek mountain tea. Okay. This is really good. Have you ever tried it? No, I haven't. That's super no. nice. That's really nice. The, the Greek oregano, and then there's more mountain tea, and then there's some rose and... See, this also really reminds me okay. of the kind of Maltese... Oh, nettle. Maltese family is like bags of drying stuff, like, everywhere. This is... This is that smells amazing. This is like going on holidays with Ellie. We were just like going to like a place and you're like, oh shit, I'm burning my garlic. Oh no. Terrible. Browning. Let's say browning. <laughs> That's bad. There's no black. Okay, I've got to put the lemon in before it goes too far. So a whole, the juice of a whole lemon goes yeah. straight into the oil and the garlic. Yeah. Yeah, that's the earliest sort of addition of lemon that I've ever seen. But 
I'm going I'm, for it. I'm fascinated. I'm going for it. I'm going to put basil in now. And I'm kind of reducing this a little bit. I'm really pissed off that I've burnt my... I've got, no, 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 I've got okay. the Australian shits about my garlic. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, again, I think that's early for the basil. Not that I know anything about how to do this is it. A, but I, I, would, I would have been, what little learning I have, I would have been encouraged to throw it in at the end. I, I tell you what I'm doing. I'm building layers of flavour. Okay. That's what I'm, this is, this is how I'm going to explain it anyway. <laughs> explain my like bastardised cooking <laughs> techniques. <laughs> and this so the oil is going to get infused with, yeah, with so the I'm basil. Gonna, but I'm also going to put fresh basil in at the end. Right. So okay. I'm cooking the oregano through and the basil through, so I want the flavours to go into the tomato. And then I love dried oregano. That oh, proper so nice. dried oregano is amazing. I reckon this is looking pretty good. Yeah. And now I'm going to put in this tomatoes. Passata. I like it smooth. I don't want, right. I don't no want chunks. I don't want chunks, bits. no. Okay. And so, is that a particular passata? The one that Natura sells? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. It's nice though. <coughs> so now I'm going to bring it to the boil. Okay. And then yeah. I'm going to put the lid on with a little gap. And then what that's supposed to do is just like, you know, do its thing. And then you'll end up with a slick of joy. Right, with the, and, what's the, cooks, slick, and what's the slick of joy? Just like all the oil that you put in at the beginning, turning all tomato-y. And rising to the surface. Yeah. And then, you know, like, like if you were to render out um, uh, the spices in a curry, and yeah. you know that it's right when the yeah, oil yeah, starts. Yeah, to that's start. your okay. sign. That's your sign that it's like nearly ready. Fantastic. Um, and I feel like it goes really like a deep red rich yeah like a jammy yeah it gets darker right gets darker yeah look it's already starting it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, so we're, we're, getting, we're gonna get a winner so you know that uh for people who are listening you know that sort of surface of the planet type effect that you get <laughs> where that you're getting we're getting little rivers of oil and little bubbles of water from the source and it's all starting to look a little bit kind of lunar surface bits of basil are floating to the top it smells Again, we can't do smells on the podcast, but you just kind of have to take my word for it. It smells really fruity, really fruity and kind of and 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 rich at the same time. And I can't smell any burned garlic, so oh, that's it, yeah. thank God for that. But did, uh, was there a point where you thought, okay, right, desserts is the thing? Yeah, I guess I after I left the Benelong, and then I I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a chef anymore. I was really like just a bit sort of not sure about the industry and working like you know, millions of doubles. And so when I was an apprentice, I was working in a bar to make enough money, plus doing my seven shifts, plus going to school, mm. like getting paid $3.50 an hour. Mm. It was like, you know, yeah. pretty crap. And then crap. partying and all your And then partying and, and then like never sleeping. <laughs> not much has changed except that I don't party anymore. I just work all the time. Um, so I just went, okay, I'm feeling like a bit of a crossroads and I've put all of this time into like training at, for have a trade. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, who knows me pretty well? I went to the chef from the Benelong when I did pastry and I went and sat with him and I was like, do you think it would be good for me to just go into pastry only? And as a, I've just, after my apprenticeship, do you think that would be, do you think I have the skills and am I good enough to be able to pursue that as a career? Yeah, right. And he was like, you should definitely do that. And then I just did that. So then I went and worked in a patisserie, like doing like croissants and, and you know, bits and pieces like that. And then um, I did some film catering, then I went traveling. I've done so many different jobs in this industry, catering, film catering, uh, working in fine dining restaurants, working in cafes, like working as a chocolatier, being an ice cream maker. Like so many 
different bits and pieces. A teacher at one point, teaching people how to cook rabbit pie. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor bastards. <laughs> Fucking awful. That was awful. <laughs> it was so awful. But, like, I've done, like, lots of different stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's. I feel like it's been really helpful to then now run a business and have, like, lots of avenues of experience. One day I remember, like, I got a bit stoned one day and I was thinking about all this stuff and reading some stuff and I was like... Oh, I totally get it. You just got to look at it back to front. <laughs> you know one of those. You know one of those stoner moments where you're just like, oh, "This is this is it." And then when I was not stoned anymore, I was like, "I don't really remember what that thought was." But yeah. anyway, it was I'm like seems, I've sketched it, but it doesn't seem to, doesn't seem seem to, to make any sense. To me. Oh God, I've done it so many times. <laughs> Tried to make something and drawn it and gone. This is the best dessert I've ever come up with. And then woke up in the morning going, "I don't have the fucking skill set to make that. That's like really hard." I really, really love ice cream and I did used to work at McDonald's and I used to have to clean the fucking ice cream machine out all the time. That was pig fat. Right. Do you know that that like was... flurry. Well, it was pre-McFlurry days. I mean, I'm showing my age now, but like it was definitely like early 90s and right. I, you know, that's what it was made from. Right. They had really good machines. So... Just pig fat, sugar, air. Yeah, it was like... And probably milk powders and stuff like that. Right. So I, a couple of years ago, I was like, when I started um, Happy Endings and I got my first kitchen. So my first kitchen used to be an Eat 17. Mm -hmm. And they had, they were going to do a frozen yogurt thing. And I was like, oh, please let me make soft serve. I just really, really want to test this out. I think this is going to be like fucking massive in a couple of years. Right. It is like so good. Why wouldn't you want to eat soft serve all the time but make it with really good ingredients? Because it's like a nice thing. You just like... The experience of soft serve is great, right? Yes. Like when you're a kid. Yeah, 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 I love it. When you're a little kid, you're like, oh, I want to go to the ice cream van and I'm going to get my cone, I'm going to dip it in chocolate and stick a flake in it. The management also. The, yeah. the management of getting it all in and like managing the drips and the licks and the yeah. sculpting and Down all that. It's hand. a great thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to make it, but I wanted to make it without the fat animal, like why well, mm. I'm making using it with animal fat, so milk and dairy. But okay, yeah. I wanted to make it with... Yeah, without all the stuff in it, make see whether you can make it taste like really yummy, or make it taste like your memories. But the best, but the good version. But of a it. good, yeah. Like with chocolate, what's so cool about chocolate is you have this much space to please someone. This much, two centimeters. Yeah. Of space, you fucking better get it right. <laughs> Otherwise, like you've wasted that person's time. What's going on with our sauce? Look, he's done it. Yeah. So it looks like Mars. And now what it looks like is essentially like, it looks like a red, you know, like when you've cooked a pancake and you have that nice kind of little stellar lunar surface bit of uh, kind of pattern. That's what it looks like now. So we've actually got kind of, it's like crusting up a little bit on the top and it's lost a lot of its moisture as well, right? Yes. And it's much darker too. Yeah, it smells good. I'm going to season it. I'm going to add. No, no, okay, keep, keep, sorry, keep going. I'm just going to video it. Oh, yeah, video because, it. You know, oh, wait, wait, let me put the lid on so you Instagram can... Instagram generation. Let me just, like, get it back with the slick. Got to do it for the gram, mate, otherwise no one <laughs> believes it's, it's real. I know, it's so true, but they can't imagine it. I love it when you're listening to, like, Sheila Dillon in someone's house talking about food or she's talking to Nigella Dawson or something. It's, like, so nice. Okay, look at this. Oh, that bubbling sauce. I love that slow simmer. 
a kind of planetary sort of primeval ooze like <laughs> bubble. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's good, isn't it? Okay, I'm <coughs> going to put. Good. It I'm smells gonna, um, good too. I'm going to season it. I'm going to add some. And this is the to the salt at the beginning. Yeah, just to like. I don't know. There's a there's a reason. I'm sure there's some scientific reason that I did that. Salt at the beginning and salt at the end. Oh yeah, I need some salt. Mm, yeah, maybe it needs that. more cooking. <coughs> I'm gonna boil the fuck out of it for a bit. So you why know, is oregano so much so good when it's dried when all other dried herbs kind of suck? I know. Oregano is the good one. Right? I literally have no idea, but it's true. Like. I, there's no way I'm going to use dried thyme. Why would I bother? No. But like the, to me, like the, the dried oregano is instantly like pizza, instantly like good pasta sauce. It's just yeah. it's an amazing smell. I think it's... <coughs> I don't really know the answer to that question. Come on, you're the cooking professional here. <laughs> God damn it. As you, <laughs> look, I put, lemon in, I put lemon in the beginning and apparently that's like... Put a lemon in the beginning and, like and brown the garlic. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to leave that down. No, no, you should, you should just basically pretend that that is a technique and it wouldn't taste yeah, the same I, if you didn't do that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll edit that in later. later. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Acid. What would, what, would, what would Nana think of it, think? Room for improvement. Always? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll tell you a little story about her. We, she... When, this is a bit sad, but when she died, I was fucking devastated. She was like the best person that I in the world in the world for me. I thought she was just the best. And my mum rang me at work, and I was like, "Oh, my mum called me so many times." I'm like, "Oh, I roll. Why have you called me so many times?" And then she's like, "Your grandma's died," and I was like, Ugh, "What?" Fucking sobbing, so so devastated because I'd bought tickets to go and see her. Oh, and you were here when she... No, I was in, in, in Melbourne and she right. lived in Sydney. Okay. And I was like, I bought tic I booked tickets to go and see her. And I've been meaning to call her for days to say, I'm coming. And I was thinking in my head, fuck, if I'd called her, maybe she should, I would just get to see her again. And it was like, just really shit. And um, I felt really devastated about it. And then my, uh, at my house, me and my flatmates, I was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm not going to, like, go down a hole. I'm going to remember her and her spirit and stuff. So I went and bought a really fucking posh bottle of champagne. Sparkly wine. But it was champagne. I bought, like, a like some rosé uh, champagne and I made her sauce. And it was the only time that it ever tasted like her sauce. Oh, the man. only so one you time. her perfectly. This and we sat around drinking champagne, eating big motherfucking bowl of pasta. But it really tasted like her. Um, it really tasted like her sauce. It was the only only time that it ever tasted like that. And I was like, don't know if I believe in ghosts, but maybe she was like helping me out. Yeah, yeah, just a little extra. <laughs> just a little extra, over like the Nan, Nan, Nan Love. And then in her, um, and I read, I did the eulogy at her funeral, which was like really moving. But it was just like really wanted to get people to like, and in my family, to remember why she was so nice. She was just like one of those people who. Um, you would welcome you into their house. I don't know. She just was like a love bubble. Really nice person. My did dad. She, did she? Did you cook with her? Yeah, we used to like. Yeah, well, we would sometimes we would grate the cheese. <laughs> we weren't allowed to cook that much, actually. But later on, when she wasn't sort of well, and I, I lived with her for a bit, 
I would cook for her and she I would make her tiramisu and stuff even though she's diabetic. Whoops. But she would be like, give me some of that chocolate. <laughs> she's so naughty. She's so naughty. I went to visit her in hospital once and she and I went to this place um, which is called Dolce Fantasia, which is this like fantastic cannoli place in Melbourne. So I bought them, took them on the plane to go and see my grandma and just I knew that my family would be really disappointed. So I'm like, she's like, I just want to smell it. I just want to smell it. And she fucking scoffed it. And we were all like, you've just, you're in hospital with like stuff in your arm. You're not supposed to eat that stuff. She's so naughty. Very naughty. But it was, you know, it's, I think it probably needs a bit more cooking. Okay. Can but, I have a little taste? Yeah, yeah please do. Just out of scientific curiosity, not, not greed. Have a go. Tell me if it needs more seasoning. Might need a bit more salt. Tiny bit more salt. Yeah. I would put a tiny bit more salt in. That's my thoughts exactly. <clears throat> I like this is going on in like the, the old kind of beaten up Le Creuset sauce pot as well, right? They're amazing for these things. Oh, so good. And they end up with 20 years of like cooking history on the side of them because they never quite get clean. No. no matter how hard you work. They really try. But also, I don't know, do you want to, I mean, you want it to be clean, but do you want it to be like, what? Yeah, like you want those perfect. layers of flavour. Like, yeah. What is it about the tomato sauce? It's like so soulful. It's. Right. It's like the heart of, if you know how to make one of these, you can make people happy. Yeah, totally. Like it's just, the, it's the, it's the, it's the perfect, who doesn't like it? Yeah, no, it's like. For, me, for Ellie's thing with her family is if you've gone somewhere or you've been on a holiday, bolognese. That's what you have. When That's you get, the meal when you, you get have. Home. So when she came home from hospital the other day after her operation, bolognese. So her mum started it and I finished it off. And we sat there and we had bolognese. It was super nice. But it's like such a, it's like that comforting thing. Yeah. For me, this is like the ultimate in comfort. I would just like... Oh, maybe I'm feeling a bit like blue or be like, oh, I want nan sauce. Or maybe I'm really happy. I'm like, oh, it's like cold outside. Maybe I'll make nan sauce. It's like, and then I tell all my friends about it and I teach them how to make, I make it for them and then I give them the recipe. I'm hopefully, if I talk, I've, I've tried to teach my daughter a bunch of stuff to cook and uh, I think, yeah, the tomato sauce will be the, will be the one that she takes. It's just easy. It's yeah. easy, but you just, and it takes time which is what's nice about it. You can see it transform into like that, you know, oil slick and then mm. you get like, you know you're in for a treat. We make it for staff lunch a lot. It's one of those things like, oh, you're making that sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's good, it's a good thing. It's good. How hungry on a scale of like one to five though? That's um, the big yeah, one. Uh, I'd give it a four. Yeah. Give it a four? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I've got some really nice cheese, which I, I've got two different types of cheese. Which are? So one of them is, a, I can't remember exactly, but it's a pecorino. The what, two types of pecorino. Right. So this one is There's like... the hard pecorinos and the soft pecorinos, right? Yeah, this is a hard, this is a like mature one. Right. And I got it from the ham and cheese place in um, Bermondsey. And it's super yummy. It's like quite chalky, but it's delicious. It's kind of fruity. Wanna try? Yeah. So because you sell to all of these lovely restaurants and... and uh, cafes you've got a pretty enviable kind of customer list in terms of it's so good isn't it yeah and, and so when you're not working do you get enough time to actually kind of get out of there and enjoy the fact that you're kind of well connected with lots of delicious food i kind of hope that the upside of all that hard work is that 
you've got lots of friends in the industry who'll feed you from time to time. Yeah, I I think um, occasionally I get to make the most of that. Right. I've been to Hoppers a couple of times recently, which was like delightful, and I got I felt like I was really pleased to get invited to their soft launch. Right. So nice. What a nice thing to get invited to. <laughs> also, their food is fantastic. It's so yummy. So Ellie and I went, and I went to um, yeah, we get to do some nice things sometimes. But I don't like go out a lot for dinner as much as I'd like to. I love going out for dinner, but yeah. I don't do it as much as I probably want. It's a bind, right? I mean, a lot of people that we've talked to for this, you know, some of the people that have, uh, that have maybe, you know, that have a lot of... Want to try some? Uh, you know, we talked to Richard Turner, for example, who, you know, who mm -hmm. has a relatively relaxed work schedule these days, as you can possibly imagine. But he used uh, to be really busy, right? Oh, yeah, super. But now he, he doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to. And he eats out a lot um, just because he's curious. And we talked to Crispin from El Pastor mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he feels kind of professionally obliged, right? So he's going out to eat all the time, uh, constantly just trying to check on what everybody's doing. But he has, you know, he's allowed to kind of build that into his work schedule. It'd be nice if you go, would you mm. like to be able to get to the oh point Oh my God, yeah. That's the fucking dream. My dream job for where I want to go with my job in the business is to be... The creative, creative, I guess, director, mm. um, but also have the relationships with my clients. I love the idea of building a relationship with them because we're essentially their pastry chef, right? Yeah. In a way, so yeah. they've kind of outsourced their pastry chefing to you. Yeah, and and I think hopefully they feel like you know that we that we do a good enough job for them, and also that they trust us and that we are you know, honouring of what they need in their restaurant. But when I first started my business, I was like, you know when you do like all these business, like, oh, I've got to do a business plan and I need no, to like, I need to understand, <laughs> I need to understand what problem am I solving? This is the question that stumped me loads when I was starting a business. Like, what problem are you solving? You've got to figure out the problem that you're solving for the for people. All right. Um, keeping dentists employed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, insulin manufacturers I don't know yeah all that or like what what it's a luxury product it is a luxury product it's not gonna there's there's it's it just is that right um and so I felt really like weird about it because I was like maybe I should be doing something more conscious like or maybe I should even though we're using all these great ingredients and having fairly good ethics around how we work with people and our staff and, or, and conflicted we, about the fact that it's an indulgence yeah, really conflicted about that and feeling like, oh, all I can do is cook, you know, even yeah, though that's yeah. a great thing. But, and then I thought about it more and more and I was like, at one point the penny drops and I'm like, oh, we're solving the problem of like, we are like solving a problem for people in, who can't afford to have a pastry chef. So the other day I was saying to Ellie, do you know that thing where you like check, check pasta and you flick so it and throw it against the wall? And I just threw it and I couldn't find it. <laughs> just... I thought you were going to do it just then. I'm going to try, but I don't know what to throw it at. This? Metal or glass, yeah, that would be... Come See, on, it's no, a, no gonna, come on, you do it. You need a bit more of a fling. Okay. Right? A little... no, not, not ready. Not ready. It's no, not ready. Not ready. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it, made me laugh. it made me laugh so much because she was hurt herself so I was trying to be entertaining and I was yeah. like you know that thing when you flick it like I was trying to be all like well she could have she have just thrown it I like, could have thrown at it at her she would have been like you're dead to me you know 
think we're, so, we're getting there. Yeah, how long? So our spaghetti's been in for... I don't um, even know, I've been talking too much. Eight minutes? Yeah, approximately. Eight, ten minutes? You put olive oil in the water as well. I that did. That is a contentious issue. Well, I don't normally do it, but I felt like I should... <laughs> I normally just put salt. It's definitely not ready. That's not mm. going to be nice. It's very unpleasant. No one, no one uses enough water and no one puts enough salt in when they're cooking pasta. True. Right? I keep trying to tell people, like, it really is, you need a massive amount of water and you need a so massive like, amount of salt. It should be, like, roiling around in there. Yeah. Like and that. it won't stick to the bottom of the pan. But it doesn't do that. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, my God, it looks... Perfect. So good. It's not that, ready. For the benefit of those listening, that was the perfect <laughs> pasta fling. Uh, and it's just sort of slowly kind of peeling itself off the glass now. Do you know what? I'm just uh, going to forget about it. And yeah, if you come over again, you'll be chip, like, chip it off tomorrow. <laughs> I think that you should have cleaned up after you had um, cooked me pasta. So it's not ready, but it will be soon. Cool. This so is, what do you want to do next? Are you going to just try and keep expanding what it is? Or do you, are the ideas bubbling all the time? You're like, right, we're gonna, now we're going to do... I want Now to, we're going to do sorbets, or now we're going to do... I want to do... Um, no. <laughs> I did do ice lollies once. It was a disaster. You had to iron the lid on the fuck... Like calipos. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, those yeah. little push pops. Like you have to iron the lids so on. Heat so heat seal them or something. So I was in the kitchen. With this minuscule iron. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that I have done for my business is... Mate, it does not sound mate, like fun. It's like I should have a Twitter feed for like the dumb shit that I have done. Ironing ice business. cream. Ironing ice cream. Like, what was that I should thinking? Be, no, it should be your Twitter name. <laughs> but I was like, you know, because I'm like a systems person. So I was like, right, I really, really want to figure out the best way to do this. So I was like having my racks and then they would all fall over. And then I would spill everywhere and I'd get the iron and it would caramelise. I was just like, oh, such a nightmare. Don't ever do it. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do Calipos. Bad idea. I mean, that is not in my future. I just <laughs> want to point out, it's not <laughs> nor, in my future. Mine. So we've got only a ladleful so far of our tomato sauce. Oh, don't worry, you're getting more. Pasta. And yeah, I mean, this looks and smells. I've made enough delicious. for seven people. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to eat with us, by the way. Of course I am. Cool. I'm fucking hungry. Mate, Didn't have lunch so today. Um. But I've got another type of cheese. You should try this one as well. What is it? This is that... one is from Natura and it's like a Sardo, Pecorino Sardo. Wait, let me look on their app. Okay. Fiori Sardo. I don't know what that means. What is it, does it say? Sardo is like, um, oh my God, I don't know. Actually. But it's really, it's really smoky. Oh, okay. Like it's really interesting flavor. Mm. It's good, right? Yeah, super intense. They're really dry. Yeah. And crumbly. So mm. I'm going to do, I normally wouldn't use that. I just use like. That's got a real, um, like, note of hay in it, that kind of farmyardy flavor, really earthy. Yeah, it's good hay. I really, I thought, oh, that's such a nice thing. Okay, now the real, the, look at my plating up skills. Yeah, um, <laughs> it looks, you, looks you know, fine. You know what? No, it's just like from when, when you work in fine dining restaurants, if I put that up on the pass, I would be, be fucking... Yeah, you'd get, get an earful, right? I'd be like, you fucking idiot. No, I've never worked anywhere <laughs> like I've never worked anywhere like that. Did you never have any of that kind of... Because that's, that's the sort of cliche about uh, about fine dining restaurants is that you you have to work for a bastard for a long time before you get your chops. Was that was it like that for you? Or I mean, nice to you? I think people were pretty nice in general. I mean, I definitely had my moments. The thing I found the hardest was like, just like 
socially acceptable harassment, sexual harassment, like people like, you know, just shit, stupid shit, like from being a woman in the kitchen. Some of that stuff is just really fucking annoying. Like you have to earn your stripes harder because you're a woman in the kitchen. Even though you can cook as good as everybody else. Like that was really frustrating. I found that more frustrating than getting yelled at. I did get called a wanker once, which I thought was really funny. It made me cry, but I thought it was funny as well. Like, I'm not a wanker. I'm not. This is when I was like 18 or something. I was like, I'm not a wanker. And I was just sort of like, can't be a wanker. Didn't know you could be. I'm gonna use this cheese because I think this is the right cheese. And there is never enough cheese. I'm 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 fully on board, yeah. It should be You should be basically can't see the sauce. <laughs> you should not mounds. be on You my daughter would be so happy right now. Basically her idea, her perfect version of this dish is she just eats all the ground cheese off the plate that's next to the, oh, the yeah. pasta in her fingers and then and then she's done. Yeah, totally. My um my old cat one day I remember having like a little dish of like a parmesan and then the cat was just like licking it and eating it and I was like the cat likes parmesan that's cool mm. you're like must be like a little umami it's all about the it's umami isn't it yeah I mean, well maybe for a cat parmesan is like the equivalent of the difference between like wine and brandy like parmesan is just really concentrated milk it's like yeah yeah this actually is the, that's this true. is the good stuff where, uh, where have you been keeping this yeah, like, why, why do you get to eat that? And why do I get to eat this tin shit? It's fucking dry biscuits. It's not fair. So this really does look like the kind of perfect bowl of pasta and sauce. There is a delicate pile of, like, snowy cheese almost covering the, the whole thing. And, with the, and when the little strands are starting to melt into the sauce, I'm a very happy man. Yeah, let's eat. I love that I made you this dish. It's just like, it's just such a good dish. It's just so yummy. This is definitely like, you know how people ask you about your um, death row meal? Yeah. Not that I'd ever like to be in that position or anyone else to be in that position, but this is definitely going to be it. But also, if you could have someone dead or alive cook it for you, then I'd get my nan to do it. Right. Well, you know, I think, I think we're honouring her right now. Yeah. She'd be pleased. Do you think working on desserts kind of keeps you, I don't know, keeps you sort of feeling younger, keeps you feeling more fun? Do you think you would have been a, become a more stressed or serious person if you'd, if you'd gone like a regular chef route? Hard question to answer, but I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have been doing it anymore. I guess like... Yeah, think I think you'd, you'd have stopped cooking. Yeah, I think so. I might have gone a different, different road. Because the thing about desserts that I like is that, even though it's been such a long time, there's like so many things to learn. It's so fucking fun. It's such a cool job. It's such a cool job. Why wouldn't you want to do it? But it's, you know, it's like there's so many bits. Like I don't know about bread, a little bit. I don't know like enough about ice cream. I don't know enough about chocolate. I feel like. I know stuff, but then when you know more stuff, you get to do like more interesting things or like there's just like the time when you learn one thing that changes the way you think about all the things. And then you've got to go down that road again and like explore that. So it's like a really fun job. And I think when you're a bit older and you've been 
maybe since I've had the business, I guess my confidence wanes and goes up and down. But I think with the cooking ability and seeing so many people like yourself, it does really help with your confidence. And I think with that comes a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a enthusiasm for like just getting a bit more into it. And going, okay, cool, and maybe we'll try this. And all those ideas. You've got a, you've got a space to explore your mind well, you and got your, your skill set. You've got your own lab now, right? You've got your own playground. You Our can... kitchen is hot pink. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the gayest kitchen in London. Got a glitter floor with pink neon lights. It's really fun. It's a nice place. It's a nice place to work. What's the dish that you kind of... When you're going out. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got a night off. Yeah. All the time in the world, money's no object. You don't have to work the next day. I'm really painting like a dream scenario oh my God. for you here, right? Oh, so, is that tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Can that please be tomorrow? That, that's that part like of the that. budget of this podcast. <laughs> we're about the limos outside. We're about to head off. Um, Excellent. The, so, what's your what's your what's your dream night out when you're not working? The the wine budget is sky high. Someone else is paying. Like, what's your what's your London night out? Oh my God, I feel like I just haven't thought about that for so long that I would be really basic about it. I'm going to need to think about this. That's okay. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can go and get a kebab from down the road and watch Netflix. No, I know. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's probably (laughs) what I would would do. I'll probably get a pizza. I'll probably get a pizza and drink a bottle of wine. Um, But if having the option, I'm going to go for it. Weekend off, mm-hmm. I definitely want to go and try it. I'll say to Canrocker, I'm just going to, oh, you know where I'd go? I would go to Bar Brutale in Barcelona. Tell me about that. Have you ever it. been to that place? Oh, my God, you have I've to. been to Barcelona a couple of times, but I've never been to Bar Brutale. Okay, so this Not bar, that I know of, anyway. So do you know Gemma Bell, the PR woman? I do. Who's fucking great. So she, I went to Barcelona for my birthday a couple of years ago with Ellie, and we were like, She's like, where should we go? And she goes, go to Barbara Hotel. And I'm like, okay, we went. We're sitting there and we had book, we had a book, I think it was, we had a booking for somewhere else. And then we sat at the bar and this great bartender was like, you look like you're in the industry. And I was like, oh, I'm a pastry chef. I was like, do I have that look? I look tired eyes. <laughs> you look really beaten, beaten, brutally beaten. Too many hours. <laughs> you still got chocolate on your face. Um, <laughs> no, and then we. So what he did, he goes, okay. He took the menus away. We cancelled our other reservation. Love it took the menus away and lined up the wines, and ordered for us. And it was such. It was just fucking great. It was so nice for someone to have that much confidence in their ability to be able to serve you, mm. and know. And kind of get you like it was really like interesting um and all like because they have natural wines and all the wines are really fantastic it's a really cool place it's in like Elbourne um and it's just fab and it was such a great night I reckon I would be on the next plane and go yeah. there well, and yeah. then eat some the other thing I would eat I'd back that up with um because <laughs> I would obviously wouldn't be full enough um <laughs> huevos estrellados which is Fried chips with fried egg, which they deep fry, and the ham on. Uh, Have no. you ever had that? So yeah, I had it last time uh, I was in Madrid, because it was the only breakfasty-looking dish that the bar had on, and we hadn't eaten me and my wife. And the mountain—it was oh. just a mountain, a mountain of chips with deep-fried ham slivers 
and deep fried eggs Mate, on top. It is the fucking dream. It is the dream <laughs> dish. It is the best dish. It is so good. So I would have to have that. <clears throat> Perfect. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. I went, have you ever been to San Sebastian? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Now, what about Barnestor? Oh my God. There's all these options now. Mm. Now that you've opened my mind up to deliciousness. We went to, there's a place called Cucina de San Telmo, the, the, oh. um, the baby pig of San Telmo, which is one of the, uh, like a little corner pincher bar in San Sebastian in the old town. And absolutely everything, for some reason, seemed to have foie gras in it. I don't know why. Wow. But they were just like 12 different pinchot, but all hot, all cooked to order. None of the, the towels oh, and of stuff. The, oh, okay. Everything's being two oh. guys on a tiny plancher at the back, just one dish after another, just slinging out like 30 people in there, all banging on the counters and sticks going oh everywhere. Oh, that's so stuff. good. And they just, uh, we sat there all night with them just kind of bringing us stuff. Like, whatever you think we should have, you just bring it. And they just kept bringing it. And then we started talking to them. There's a really rowdy kind of crowd of American tourists who were kind of throwing their weight around and uh, and basically they just put our bill on their bill <laughs> at the end of the night. So it clapped us on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's fucking great. What I a great, that, that yeah. is such a winning thing. That's so good. Yeah, San Sebastian is something else, isn't it? Why do you, why, um, like everything that you eat there it's is good. good. Yeah, everything. That, did you go to that place, Bar Nestor? Which is like, the, they do this thing called a chulatan, which is this steak, T-bone steak. I don't know, I don't think so. Oh my God, so we went, Ellie and I went, we had chakuli, mm -hmm. you know, how they pour it, like yeah, a yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah, wine. Yeah, with the, to get the bubbles in it, yeah. T-bone steak, a plate of tomatoes, pimentos padron. That was it, but it was like the best meal. Perfect. Right? Yeah, and then we went back for their tortilla, which they make one of, one. A day. A day. When it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone. Fab. So good, delicious. So, uh, you've welcomed us into your house and you've cooked us this delicious dish and you've told us all about where it came from and told us all about you and we've had a really nice time. So it just remains for me to say, thanks very much for having us over and for feeding us and thanks for being on the Root and Bone podcast. Pleasure. Thanks, mate. Thank you. <laughs> well, if that doesn't give you hope for a better world, I don't know what will. What a lovely person Terry is. What a warm welcome. Uh, what a reminder of the awesome power of a simple tomato sauce. Thanks so much to her for making us part of the family for the afternoon. She was on like two hours sleep. Uh, she was taking care of her partner who had a broken leg. Just a lovely person. What a diamond. Thank you. Uh, Happy Endings, like so many other food businesses right now in the lockdown, is trying to survive as best it can. If you're in London and you want to help, you can get her ice cream sandwiches delivered right to your door. I've had them, they are amazing. Thanks as always to Thomas Duncan for producing this episode, but mostly thanks to you for listening. Get in touch at Root and Bone on social media and please like and subscribe if you're into what we're doing. Look after yourselves, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>